Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. I'm here with Jeffrey Gonzalez, our payroll guru. Hello, Lindsay. Thanks for joining me again. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You can't get rid of me. Well, you can't get rid of me. I thought it was the other way around. No, I'm keeping Uh, you. Okay. You know what's great about you, Jeffrey? And I've told you this. You do all the research (laughs) and you show up with your sparkling personality and I really don't have to do much. So it works out great for me. I see a strategy here. (laughs) You you have a good strategy. (laughs) So something we haven't talked a lot about is what you're an expert in. Payroll. Yeah, payroll. I mean, we've talked about different, like, we've drilled down on different specific topics related to payroll, like the work opportunity tax credit. Did I say that right? Yes. We've talked about the employer retention tax credit. Did I do that one right? Yep. So, um, no, I didn't do that right. It was employee retention tax credit. See, well, I still can't get it the right. Employee, the employer gets the credit <clears throat> though. So, so well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we talked about those things, but we haven't talked about payroll as a whole, like everything that goes into it, what people need to think about if they're thinking about starting to do their own payroll. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard, I know I've heard from plenty of people that tried to do it themselves and they ended up in a big mess because they tried to do it themselves. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it yourself, you but can. You're, you're here to tell people what they need to know if they decide to go that route, what right? the process is, yeah. So okay. there, there's, there's, a, there's a lot to it, which is why most people outsource it. But um, there's something to be said for people who want to do that in-house or they, they can't afford to or whatever. So kind of an opportunity to help out those that have a different situation. I would argue... They cannot afford not to. Yeah. <laughs> that it, because, because I've seen so many of the situations that happen when something's not done right. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with the IRS, there's no mercy. No. They, and, they in they fact, we're going to have an episode coming up. Somebody that's specifically going to talk about IRS payroll penalties. Yes. Yeah. So listen to that episode too before you decide to do your own payroll exactly yeah and there's a lot of to it so the reason why there's a lot of penalties is because there's a lot of timelines and deadlines and 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 things that you need to keep up with i mean i like i've told you before i know payroll pretty well even i wouldn't do it myself because it's a it's it's a pain and the rules change a lot me either yeah so. so, and I, I'm not even saying this from a selfish standpoint, like I'm trying to get people's business because I don't do payroll. Yeah. I say, here's Jeffrey. Let me introduce you. He will take care of you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not even saying this like I get some kind of kickback. I legitimately think people should just outsource it to experts that that's all they do. And for what you guys charge at pay entry, no brainer to me. Yeah. 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 It, honestly, it is true. It is true. But. I mean, it, it's, it's, what are you getting for? What are you paying for when you outsource it? So we can go over like yes. all of that. Yeah. All so explain that. what's involved in doing payroll. So the first thing that I'll say is, is I brought it up before timelines and timelines and deadlines are the ones that really tend to kind of to grab people and, and, and cause the most problems for people. Um, because there's several different tax returns and there's seven, several different tax agencies that you have to pay on time and then send them returns. So the one that everybody in this country has to deal with is the IRS. So there's federal mm-hmm. taxes that need to be paid. And so that's federal income tax, that's Social Security, and that's Medicare. So those three are withheld from both the employer and the employee um, and, and then paid. So Social Security, Social Security and Medicare have flat rates. So Social Security is 126 12.6%. Yeah. And then uh, Medicare is 2.9% total. Now, now the, should I Google this and verify this? Yeah, yeah, verify these? it. Verify. <laughs> it's been a little while since I've had to calculate it myself. Again, like I said, I outsource it. 
Um, but that being said, it's 12.6% total and then 2.9% for and Medicare. I'll just insert here, subject to be changed, right? I mean, yeah. they could change this at any point. They can change it at any point. And so those are some of the rules that you kind of have to keep up with. Yep. Um, now, the employer, most of you have the option, and everybody does, to withhold half of each of those Social Security and Medicare taxes from your employees. Um, so then they pay an effective rate of 62 uh, percent for the employee, and then it's six point two, so it's twelve point four percent. I missed. Okay, that. yeah, twelve point four percent total. Is Social Security, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or is that Social Security and? No, six point two percent is just Social Security. Okay, yeah. So then you have Medicare on top of that. Then Medicare is one point four five percent for each. Okay, right. But if I'm not mistaken. There's a limitation, right? It's only on the first part of your income for some of this stuff? Yeah, so for um, Medicare, well, so Social Security has what's called a, a wage-based limit. And so the wage-based limit for Social Security changes actually pretty often. Um, so Of course it does. Yeah, well, so they change it every year. So do they like to do the half-penny thing where <laughs> the first, like, 100000 and half-penny of your income is... <laughs> they, they don't do that. They keep it a little bit more simple than that but for for 2022 once you make $147,000 then you no longer pay social security tax how much is it $147,000 well that's a good problem to have if you're if you're bringing in six figures and you get up to that 147 147 you no longer have to pay social security tax at all so the employer and the employee that's done so that's 12.4 percent saved and that's until the new calendar year when that wage base resets Now, Medicare also has a wage base, but it works in the exact opposite way. So once you hit $200,000 in wages for Medicare, your your Medicare wages, your, your Medicare goes up. Right. But it only goes up for the employee. So the employer doesn't have to pay anything extra for that. Okay. Yeah. So if your employees are making less than six figures, you really don't have to worry about these limitations right yeah Yeah. so if your employees aren't making that then you don't have to worry about that so you'll just charge the the 6.2 you'll withhold 6.2 from them and 1.45 from them and then you will also contribute the same then um when you hire an employee you have to have them fill out a w-4 and on that w-4 they give you their their status so the number of exemptions they have and withholding amounts and so that is what you use to calculate how much federal income tax that you now withhold from the employee so that number is not a flat rate like the other ones. It varies by person. You know, the single, the married, head of household, and right. number of exemptions. Yeah. So based on that, that's how you'll calculate how much they earn. And there's calculators that you can use to, to help you calculate this. But essentially, the IRS has a schedule based off of how much the employee will make in a year um, and the number of exemptions and their filing status. That comes up with how much they need to contribute by the end of the year. And usually you break that up into, into little pieces throughout the year on their paychecks. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how often have you seen that get screwed up? You know, so that one's not as bad to mess up because it's 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 and it's an estimate in the end, right? That's why you file your taxes and you get a return or you have to pay. It's because you misestimated. You mean re- refund? A yeah, refund? Yeah, or yeah, yeah you get a okay. refund from it because you misestimated. So you might have um, overpaid, which is why you get a return. That's not free money. That's money that you had before that you gave them to hold on to. Right. uh, Until they give it back to you when you file your taxes. Right. So when people get a refund, they just had too much taken out Mm -hmm. of their paychecks. Yeah, uh, exactly. And the IRS has a really awesome uh, form where you can go on there and it gives you your tax calculator. So you can go in, you can put in all of your information, a lot of info about you, and it'll calculate at the very end how much you should withhold by the end of the year for federal taxes. So if you want to get it really close and not have to make a payment or expect a refund, you can go in there and, and work on that. I'm sure everybody would love. They're running right now to their computer, Jeffrey. They would love to do that. <laughs> I do, though. I'm a big fan of it. Favorite thing to do. Uh, for me, I would love to write a $20 check to the IRS every year when I file my taxes because then they hadn't hold, held on to my money all year interest free. Okay. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. But I don't think I'll ever. Yeah. <laughs> 
like if I don't have to go to the IRS website, you don't I'm want not to. going to the IRS website. And it's not easy to find the calculator either. So you have to like type in like tax estimator, but it is there and it is pretty intuitive. So this is the difference between me and you, as we've already established. You like all that research. You geek out on that stuff. I do. I yeah. would rather like pull my toenails out. I just no. Just no. I, I don't want to do it. Sorry. Yeah. I know. I get it. I get it. I'll it's just not fun. overpay. I'll get my refund. I'll be perfectly happy. We're, we'll be okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> I can good. live with giving the government a little bit of a an the, interest-free loan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Loan. Because that, at the end of the day, I can rest in the knowledge that I did not have to go dig up on the IRS website a calculator. A calculator. Yeah. But, no, I you can do it for me. You can let me know how. I can. I, I can. Absolutely. It's hard for self-employed people, though, mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so many variables. There are. Like for business owners, you never know from one month to the next. Most of the time, how your business is going to go. Yeah. You know, you can make predict- predictions. You can make projections, forecasting, all that. But at the end of the day... You don't know. You can't see the future. So it can be really difficult to calculate that sometimes for for, uh, self-employed people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, worst case scenario, when you file your taxes at the end of the year, you may have to owe or you'll get that refund, like I said. Or uh, it's not uncommon for people at the end of the year to kind of go in and do an evaluation to see where they are. Like, oh, have I paid enough? Have I not? I usually do that in November. I'll run through and I'll look and see where I'm at because I can increase or decrease accordingly. Yeah, of course you do. Again, noting out. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> this, this is why I love you, Jeffrey. You and I are yin and yang. I love it. I love All it. All right. So what else do people need to know? Well, so then, so now we've talked about how much it costs and, and we're still okay, so just on IRS. I was going to yeah. say, we are just on IRS right now. We have not even switched to any other governmental entity at yes. this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so every state has their own. Um, every state yes. also has taxes. Um, not every state charges income tax. So we're both here in Texas. So Texas doesn't charge an income tax. There's a few other states. I know that Florida, Nevada, there, there's a few others that are doing it. Um, and so there's no income tax I'm just going to say God bless Texas. Yeah, for real, though. It, it's a huge savings. I mean, I don't want to get political here, but God bless Texas. <laughs> it, it's a nice perk. I could live anywhere else, Jeffrey. Every time I leave, I can't wait to get back. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely a proud Texan, born and bred. Texas has everything you need, though. It does. Right? It like, so does. You need and, mountains, go and, south, yeah. water, there's an ocean. Yeah. Like, wh- where else do you need to go? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the most beautiful state. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not ignorant, right? Like, I, I get it. There's much more beautiful states out there, yeah. but... You know, if I'm being honest, I don't think I could live more than five miles from a QT. <laughs> Because you got to go get your gallon of iced tea every day. And here's the thing is most states do not appreciate tea Tea. like like Texas does. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's whole places that sell nothing but tea. Yes. Have you seen these before? Yes. And it's even got Texas as their logo. Oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Sweet tea. You can go in there and they have, I don't know how many different. like 20 to 30 flavors. Of tea. And and they're all delicious. I'm working my way through them all. (laughs) And that's all they sell. Yeah. Is iced tea. In the gallon and so many different sizes. Texas takes tea seriously and and i have to say so you know i'm not a native texan i know but that being said we'll forgive you you got here as fast as you could (laughs) i did i did um but so i I have to agree with you tea is not nearly as important like the way i would say the way washington looks at coffee is the way texas looks at tea like it's that big of a deal well we like our coffee too we do like our coffee but tea by far more no tea for sure so if you go to another state now, in the South, I would say, by and large, appreciates mm-hmm. tea in, in general. Yeah. I don't know as much as Texas, mm. but you go into some of the northern states, California even, you know, just they just don't appreciate it. Yeah. And they'll yeah. tell you they have tea, but then it's like in the soda, it's you know. You get, oh, in the press thing. Yeah. Like, what do you call those the things? The, yeah. yeah, the soda yeah. fountain. Like, I'm sorry, that is not iced tea. My tea doesn't belong like, here. Like, I need to educate you guys. That is not iced tea. I'm just sorry. So I just, I'm sorry. I will never be able to live in your state because you don't understand. So now I feel like I need to travel when I leave the state. I need to bring an iced tea maker and my iced tea bags. That's not a bad idea. 
But yeah. I don't even do that here, Jeffrey. I just go to QT. I mean, we've already talked about this. But For a dollar twenty nine, yeah. I can get how many ounces was it? It's we decided. I, I don't remember how big it is. But I mean, it was we had like, a whole story on, on our which episode was that? That was our emotional intelligence. I feel episode. like it was more than a half gallon. Like Frito now. looked it, it up. It yeah. was like fi- fifty two <laughs> ounces of tea I can get for a dollar twenty nine. Like, am I going to <laughs> brew my own? No, 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 I'm not. It's not even worth your time. So, at that point. I mean, this yeah. is why I'm saying I can't live anywhere besides Texas. I'm sorry. So you're stuck in Texas. Uh, yeah. Well, you're I'm stuck not in stuck in Texas. No, you want I to be. I am a proud yeah. Texan. Yeah. I'm happy to live here. You'll just never, anyway. you'll never be happy anywhere that, else. That was my side <laughs> tangent. But as an added bonus, we have no income, state income there tax. There is no state income tax. And like I said, there's only a few others that don't. Um, and then, so for the ones that do, the state income tax works a lot like the federal, right? So it's based off of the number of exemptions. The state has their own calculation tables that you use. Um, so again, much like that. And then every state has state unemployment. So that is the, you know, the collective fund that you pay for unemployment benefits, right? So that's the... Yeah, we do have that. Yeah. And and so that's an employer paid, employer only. So that's not something that you take from your employees. So that's a, that's a cost that you have to consider when you're hiring employees is that there's going to be taxes that you have to pay for um, that you can't withhold from them. Unemployment is one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that being said, state unemployment tax is the only tax you can control. Because it is based off of the number of claims you've had. So well, you can control to a degree. To a I degree, suppose. yeah. But if you have no claims at all, then your cost of your, your percentage, your unemployment rate decreases year over year until it hits the bottom. I think in Texas it's 0.6 and there's several different, you know, every state has the minimum. And then, however, businesses that have like a lot of turnover, you know, hospitality, restaurants, stuff like that, they'll have a, a higher and there's usually a max percentage of how much can be charged for uh, state unemployment insurance. Now, those also usually have a wage base, um, anywhere from five to twelve thousand dollars in a calendar year. I think it's nine here in Texas. Uh, it, in Texas, it is. Yeah. So, so. The first nine thousand, you pay the the state unemployment taxes, mm-hmm. and then after they earn nine thousand dollars, you don't have to pay any more on that. Yeah. yeah. So just the first nine thousand dollars per employee. <laughs> Per year, so if you have an employee that starts in the middle of June, that's when their first start. You know, their starts. Right. Yeah. So regardless of when they start, it's just their first nine thousand dollars of earnings. Yep, in a calendar year, and then January first, it always starts, and you start paying that again. Okay. Yeah, um, and then so then of course there's federal unemployment. So federal unemployment, which is called FUTA, um, which is the is a tax that kind of helps states that can't afford their unemployment claims. What does FUDA stand for? Federal, Federal Unemployment Tax I never know agency. what the A is. I think it's agency? agency. Yeah. Do we need to Google this? We're going to Google this okay. now. Because I, I, I never want to say that one because I'm like, I don't know what the A means. Have you heard FUI? SUI is state unemployment insurance. But isn't there a FUI also, Federal Unemployment Insurance? Uh, it would be, it, it, they would be talking about FUDA. Right. Yeah. But I never knew what the A was. So but FUI, F-U-I is what you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, I've heard FUI SUI. <laughs> FUI yeah. SUI. FUI SUI. It sounds like a dish you would find at the Chinese buffet. FUI SUI. SUI. Yeah, you're right. It does. It does. So let's see. So FUDA means <clears throat> uh, have super low service here. I was going to say, this. these Google skills. Oh, it's the act. Federal tax, uh, federal unemployment tax act. There you go. Yeah. So See, even the payroll guru didn't know this until yeah. now. How, how often do you have to tell people? <laughs> I don't think I've ever had somebody ask me what FUTA means, actually. You know, if you give an acronym here, I'm going yeah, to you're ask. Gonna ask. Okay. So no more acronyms until I know. <laughs> so federal unemployment is, um, so federal unemployment is 6%. However, you do get uh, what's called a credit for paying your state unemployment on time. Um, and, and so there's benefits for paying those on time and making sure that those returns are filed on time, in which case you get a 5.4% credit on your federal unemployment tax rates every year. Because, you know, we just got to make it more complicated. Because you got to make it more complicated. Well, they penalize you heavily for not paying your state. It's to encourage you to make sure you're paying that. that that's a significant difference. Um, and then so the federal wage-based limit is $7,000. So the first $7,000 that an employee makes every year is now taxable, hopefully at the 0.6% rate because you've been paying everything on time. 
Now let's talk about remitting these mm. things because yeah. here's where I see a lot of problems come in, mm-hmm. right? And usually yeah. by the time people are talking to me, there's a problem. There's a problem, yeah. and yeah. I'm sure that's true for oh, you yeah. too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so when you remit this money, right, you're pulling it. You're not really physically taking anything from the employee you're just reducing their paycheck Mm -hmm. by these amounts and then it's the employer's responsibility to remit it to the irs yeah now have you known anyone these days that actually physically remits it with a check in the mail I don't even know. I don't. And I don't even know if the IRS will accept that anymore. So okay. more and more agencies are going digital. In fact, in fact, Texas now requires you to file your state unemployment return digitally. You can't send them a return anymore. Okay. Um, and, and more and more federal agen- more and more agencies are going in that direction. The federal, I don't think, has done it all the way, but I don't think you can send like a check for that anymore. Okay. I think they want you to go in. I was going to say, that would be very risky given that a lot of stuff gets lost in the mail. Yeah. And I've heard the IRS has just hundreds of thousands of pieces of mail. It, yeah. They're overwhelmed. Bad. And it takes right? so long for them to go through stuff. So, yeah. So, probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. But I will say this. If you remit it online, mm-hmm. you have to be very careful. All those fields that you fill out... Yeah. It is very easy to select the wrong quarter because mm-hmm. they have you select what quarter you're paying, quarter one, two, three, or four, mm-hmm. right? So you got to make sure you're putting it in the right quarter because I'll tell you what, you pay the right amount and put it in the wrong quarter. The IRS is not just going to say, oh, I'm sure they meant. No. I mean, even though they're overpaying this quarter and underpaying this by the same exact amount, they don't just move it over for you. The IRS assumes nothing. No, they do they not. They assume nothing. Even if you call them and tell them, listen, I meant for that to be the other quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. You've already been penalized for that quarter. They still expect you to pay it, and then you can request a refund for the quarter. They don't just move it over. No. Oh, yeah. No, it's a big It's a big thing. So now you have to pay the correct quarter right. plus the penalties and interest. Yeah. Yep. It's the interest compounds daily. Yep. Um, and then you request for them to send you, which, uh, which may even require an amended return. So if you pay like a past quarter incorrectly, you may have to file an amended return to request that credit. So there, well, there's a lot. I'm talking specifically when you're paying the deposits. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know. The, every month? Yes. Yeah, going in there. Or, yeah. or every, for some people, it's every pay period. Yeah, it is. So that was the next thing I was going to talk about was, was the, the deadlines for making those payments. Because yeah. all of those taxes that we've just talked about, they all have different deadlines. Uh-huh. So we'll start from the beginning. So Social Security, Medicare, and federal unemployment tax that's, withholded, that's withheld from the employees, mm-hmm. um, those are all do depending on how much liability you accumulate are either due the month after the end of the month which those check dates fell in so anything january 1st through january 31st is now due on the 15th of february and or if you hit certain limits your your payments are now due every week so if you pay oh goodness if you pay sunday through wednesday that payment is due friday if the check date is what I mean. So if your check date falls on Sunday through Wednesday, then that payment is due Friday. And if it's if the check date is for Thursday through Saturday, then it's due the next Wednesday. Because IRS can't make Ugh. anything simple. No, yeah. See, I'm struggling here trying to remember this stuff. But <laughs> exactly. So so depending on how much your liability is, you either you either have one frequency or the next. And then on top of that is if you have over a hundred thousand dollars in liability from a single pay period, you have to deposit that next day. Oh, wow. So you yeah. only have 24 hours. So, yeah, you have to deposit it the next day. So um, and, and then and then once you once you've hit that mark just one time, you're now a semi weekly filer for the rest of the year, which is what they call it when you have to pay it every week. Um, so there's a lot of things to kind of keep track of, as yes. you can see. So if you hit right. this, then you got to do this. Yeah. And they have no mercy. No, there is no mercy. If you pay it one day past the day mm-hmm. you were supposed to pay, you will be getting a letter from the IRS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With likely a penalty. Yeah, they're they're pretty. They're, they're so their standard penalty is usually around ten percent. So just ten percent from the top of whatever you owed. Now I have noticed if you're good about paying, like mm-hmm. you have a long-standing good payment history, and then you happen to be a day or two late, they usually just send a letter that just says you were late, but we're gonna 
you know, waive the penalty this yeah. time, you yeah. know? So I have noticed that mm-hmm. when that's happened, but it's just usually after a long standing good payment history. And, and I don't even know what the rules are. Like, I'm sure they have like a, like a rule if like you've been in business and paying for this long, right. if you've made all of your 20 payments and every one or whatever, like I'm sure they have rules like that. I'm not sure what they are, but you're right. So they'll get a letter that just, you know, don't do this again type yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you, then you, then you just make sure that you're on time from there on. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't exactly. get a penalty. Yeah. But you do have to be very careful. You select the right quarter, yeah. even the right year. <laughs> because sometimes you might be paying for a past year, uh-huh. you know, like if yeah. it rolls over to another year. Um, you just got to be very mindful of the year and the quarter that you're putting in there because the IRS, they're going to put it exactly where you tell it to put yep. it and they're not going to apply it anywhere else. They they do exactly what you tell them. They <clears throat> do not assume anything. So. No. Yeah, exactly. And then, so that's Social Security, Medicare, and federal unemployment tax. Every state usually has different rules. However, in general, many of them will follow whatever your federal frequency is, luckily. So in general, like if you, if you have to, if you only have to make your payments or file your returns for the federal agencies, uh, once a month, then you only have to do that for them, make the payments once a month for, for the state. Um, and then most unemployment insurances are, um, quarterly. So a lot of times you make your payments just once a quarter for the whole amount that you accumulate. But again, varies from state to state. Okay. Fun times. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot to keep track of. So um, get a calendar just for payroll and just circle in red all of the dates that you have. You know, I just, I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> okay. This is why you yeah. do my payroll, Jeffrey. Yeah, it's, uh, but it, it's a lot to keep track of. And, and then again, like you said, if, if anything goes wrong, it's, it's so a penalty. So even with hiring somebody to do my payroll, I'm still having to do stuff, though. Yeah. Because now I've hired this employee in North Carolina. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Which is exciting. So now you have an employee in North Carolina. Now you're telling me I have to go on to their whoever their unemployment office is. So any state that you have an employee in, you probably have to pay taxes to that state. Um, And I say probably because there's always, you know, there's always the exceptions to the rule. But so is it is that every state like even if you're handling the payroll, the employer still has to go sign up for the account to get to get it set up. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, so usually you just have to go. I mean, and for the most part, websites make it pretty easy. So you can just kind of log on. They'll ask you some basic questions about your company. I mean, all they really care about is getting your tax money. So that's but you're going to handle it from there. Right. I just have to set up the account and say, here you go, Jeffrey. Yeah. Here's the account number. Run with it. Run with it. And then usually there's a power of attorney that needs to be done. So most companies... Don't make this more complicated, Jeffrey. I want (laughs) to do as little as possible. I make it super simple. (laughs) But anytime you outsource your payroll, you usually need to have a power of attorney giving them the the authority to file your returns and pay your taxes on your behalf. And um, then I'm done. And then you're done. Okay. And then you're done. Yeah. Until you hire in the next state. Yeah. See, I'm going to rethink that now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, so... (laughs) Stay away from, like, Pennsylvania and Ohio. Like, they have a lot of local taxes. It gets super difficult. Oh, my goodness. Um, So I didn't even get into local taxes yet. But on top of everything that we've talked about. You know what? That reminds me. Yeah. Not to interrupt you. No, yeah. But I used to work for a CPA firm in their accounting department. And we had a client that was in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I looked at one of their paychecks. I could not believe it. There was about... 20 lines yeah. of taxes. It's crazy. I could not believe it. It's a lot I'm to like, keep on wow. top of. Wow. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I'm feeling your pain. Yeah. And, you know, here we are in Texas. <laughs> just, I mean, just think about it. We just have the three lines. Yeah. It's all do. federal. Yeah. It's not even, Texas isn't even responsible for the three lines. For the three lines. Yeah, exactly. And so, depending on your area, you may have to pay taxes, additional local taxes, depending on the school district that you live in, depending on um, the neighborhood that you live in, the transit lines that you live near. Like, I mean, there can be significant taxes. I couldn't believe to it. To get added. Yeah. I will never forget that. Yeah. It was eye-opening. Yeah. It was like, wow. I mean, God bless you people in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I don't know how how you can afford anything. (laughs) 
and, and so those are just all the basic taxes. Now, some states have random taxes, like uh, Washington has a state-funded unemployment, uh, not unemployment, a state-funded workers' comp policy that then employers have to pay through the state. Um, so that's Washington L&I. Um, there's just different states have just different additional taxes that they add. So do the, I, I assume then the employer, if there's all these local taxes, the, the school taxes, mm-hmm. and whatever else there is, are they having to remit those usually to all these individual entities? So sometimes they'll have like, they'll combine them. So sometimes, you know, it, the, the school district tax and the metro line tax and all of this, so you'll just send that to like one place or list it on one return. It just depends on the state. Okay. They can all make their own rules. And every district can make their own rules. Like, it's, it's it literally, it's up to the agencies to decide how they want to do it. Most try to keep it simple, you know, okay. or, or try to keep it like federal taxes. So there's a lot of similarities, um, but some just do whatever they want. So it just depends. Yeah, you're, you're certainly solidifying that I need to stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Great it. Great places to travel. But yeah. come back home. <laughs> Go there and travel and uh, and do all of that. So so that's all the payments. Uh, and then you have to file the returns. So for federal returns. Yeah. Okay, let's distinguish that for people that don't understand. Yeah. You're making tax deposits. Yes. Uh-huh. They're called deposits. So, and these are essentially, as you discussed, estimations. Mm-hmm. So you're just depositing into the fund. You're not actually filing any information other than it's for this quarter, you know, this year. You might, on a state filing or deposit, you might have to put which employee the amounts are for. Mm -hmm. Yes. But this is not actually filing a return yet. Yeah. So all of those deposits, are you just saying, hey, here's my money Mm -hmm. and here's my account number. Put it in there. Right. And so you make all those payments. And then at the end of a quarter... Uh, usually at the end of the quarter, sometimes at the end of the year, you send them a return that says, hey, you know all that money I sent you? Well, here's where you need to put it. Um, and so you have to file that return. So the federal has a 941. So the Social Security, the Medicare tax, and the federal unemployment tax that we talked about uh, all go on the form 941 that gets no, filed. unemployment doesn't. No, did I say unemployment? I meant federal, just federal income tax, I mean. So income tax, yeah. Social Security, and Medicare. And Medicare. Those yeah. are the three that go on the 941. Yes, unemployment, so, uh, not no, unemployment. No, not federal unemployment. Income tax. Quit saying unemployment. <laughs> no unemployment. No. Unemployment is federal a state thing. Withholding. Federal withholding tax. Sorry. Did I say it? And Medicare. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll listen back and we'll listen. But anyway, so just those three things. No unemployment goes on the 941. And that is due by the 15th of the month following the end of a quarter. So that's... Wait, 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 wait. I don't think that's right. Don't you you have till the end of the month? Like, if you're filing fourth quarter, you have till the end of January, don't you? You have until the, uh, is the payment the 15th? Yeah, so you do have until the end of the month. See, this is why I outsource it. (laughs) You got to see, right? Like, I've been doing Except this for a long you're time. you're the one we're outsourcing to, Yeah, Jeffrey. yeah. No, well, luckily, computers do it. Um, but so, but exactly. I mean, it, okay. it gets super confusing. So those are due by the end of the month after. So um, so the quarters are January, February, March. That's quarter one, quarter two, so quarter three. So for January through March, first quarter, that's mm-hmm. due the end of April. April. Yeah. So you yeah. have a month after the quarter's over yeah. to do the return. To do that return. Now, that usually is filed electronically, correct? It can be, yeah. It's usually filed electronically, yes. Okay. You still can mail that, Okay. Though. You can't, I, I confirmed yesterday, you can still mail the 941. Okay. But probably better to electronically to make sure that they get it. Yeah, and, and it could get lost in the mail, and or it just sits there for a while. So it's not yeah. uncommon where, like you just said, they, they have a lot of back order. Uh-huh. And so it's not uncommon for it to kind of just sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even had clients that have mailed in their return, and they've gotten a penalty notice. Yep. And then... The IRS processes the 941 and they go, oh, okay, never mind. You, yeah. you don't owe us right. anything. If you yeah. do it by mail, just expect that they're going to consider it late, probably mm-hmm. for a long time until they finally open that piece of mail. Especially if you wait until the last day of the month, because yeah. it, it needs to be postmarked by the end of the month. But, um, you know, how long does it take to get there? And then it starts sitting in the pile. If you send it at the beginning of the month, it's a lot less likely to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. And this is why a lot of people who are amending their returns to get the ERTC credit, this is part of the reason why it's taking so long for them to see those refunds. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and so the amended returns, right? That, that's not the only reason they're doing amended returns is not for the EOTC either, right? There's a lot of other amended returns. So it's just kind of stacking up in what they would normally get. And now here's an additional bunch of right. amended returns that now need to be processed right. because people are trying to claim this credit. So, right. so they already had a full workload before. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm sure the IRS is loving all of these new changes in the tax yeah, laws. Yeah. They're, they're probably <laughs> uh, do, having a little rough, but. <laughs> All right, so that's federal mm-hmm. 941. Yeah. What else? And so states also have returns that you have to file. Like I said, um, the state unemployment is usually due once a quarter. Same with the federal. I mean, same with the state. They usually, the state income tax, Texas doesn't have, but a lot of states do, usually follows the same filing requirements as the federal return. Okay. So usually that has the same one. Um, state unemployment, now we're getting to unemployment. Uh, state unemployment usually is due, again, just every quarter. So it's the same thing. So just a lot of quarter ends, you need to make those filings. Um, whereas with state and federal income taxes, you've probably been making several deposits. When state unemployment, you'll usually just pay that with the return okay yeah and then federal unemployment and then federal four zero nine four zero yeah so the 940 is only is an annual return so you only need to remember to do that once for everyone or is there a certain threshold where you have to do that more often or is it always annual yeah so well so the return gets filed annually no matter what no matter what but the payments so once you've hit five hundred dollars worth of federal and federal unemployment tax liability you need to make that payment so once it hits 500 yeah so you will make that 500 dollars deposit um but if you don't hit 500 then it waits until the end right i think it comes out to 42 dollars per employee per year so i mean depends on how many employees that you have if once you hit that 500 that 500 dollars liability mark that's for texas right that 42 dollars no that's federal Unemployment. Oh, that's that's yeah. right. We're on yeah. federal. Sorry, yeah, because it, it's it's uh, it comes out to 06 percent of the first seven thousand dollars they make, which is approximately okay. forty two bucks. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So that once a year filing with the nine forty, mm-hmm. can you mail it in? Yes, you can, but shouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> Same thing I there. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then um, and then at the end of the year, of course, <clears throat> you get the W twos. So the W twos is. What everybody everybody's used to getting the W two. It's the the kind of the receipt of everything that they've earned for the year. Um, and then the employer is required to file a W three, which is kind of a summary of all of the W twos that they've paid. So um, so and then outside of that, there's the ten ninety nines. So if a business owner has contractors, they also have to give them ten ninety nines as long as they paid them six hundred dollars or more in a in a calendar year. And we're going to do an episode just on 1099s. We're going to separate that out because that topic alone, there's so much confusion. And they changed it two years ago. Well, they made some changes. Yeah. um, And I just let you get caught up on the changes so you can tell me what I need to know. Yeah. um, So there's that. So depending on that, you also have to file one Mm -hmm. of those um, with the agencies. So there's just a lot of returns to kind of go through. It's a lot. Yeah. And this is why when you told me that you, like most people fall into like your $62 a month plan, right? Don't you have something like that? Uh, yeah, so 72. $72 yeah. a month? Yeah. So, I mean, for $72 a month, I am just not going to worry about any of this. <laughs> I'm not worrying about this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll still gripe and moan whenever I have to, to go open a, a state agency account, though. I wish they'd just let you guys do that. Uh, well, exactly. And that's the problem. And so a lot of the problems that usually come up with is, um, you know, the the employer. And, and here's an important thing to remember, though, is even if you're outsourcing with another company or if you're doing it yourself, in the end, it is the employer's responsibility. Yes. Right. So if something gets misfiled, if something is wrong. The IRS or the state agencies don't reach out and say, hey, you did this wrong. They reach out to the business owner. Yeah. They reach out to the employer We've because talked about they that did before. it wrong. Yeah. Um, so it works both ways. So if you're, if you're doing your own payroll, like that's you got to stay on top of it because they expect you, the, they being the IRS, the IRS and government agencies expect you to, to do it the way you're supposed to, to yeah. be on time and to do it accurately. And if you're thinking about hiring a payroll company to outsource this listen to me and jeffrey's episode we did mm-hmm. and i think it's called how to find the right payroll company because yeah. we talk a lot about 
Five how things. you need to vet that company because like you said at the end of the day it's up to the business owner mm-hmm. the irs is not coming after the payroll company yeah. they're coming after the business owner yeah so and saying well they did it wrong is not going to reduce the penalties yeah i mean so ultimately you're, you're still responsible for making yeah. sure that it, it got done and and so you got to stay on top of that and, and make sure that you're uh, following up, you know, either choose a good payroll company or make sure that you're staying up with all of those dates and everything that we just went through. So do you have a good nightmare story about something, someone that you're aware of that tried to do this themselves and it didn't end well? You know what? I have, I do. I have stories. So Does like, it have like gore and blood and guts? No. And, like, so nobody no? got stabbed. Oh, nobody it. got stabbed. Nobody, everyone was okay in the okay. end. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? Like one of the ones that I think about, and this actually happened a little while ago, but I did have a, a client. It was actually a doctor's office and the, the office manager who had been them with them forever um, had always done their own, their payroll in house. And, um, and so everything was going fine nobody knew there was anything wrong except for and i forget which of the rules it was but i think it was the wage base limits for state unemployment um was just paying wrong right and that just kept going on quarter over quarter over quarter and here's the problem because like we said the they the agencies have this huge stack of mail mm-hmm. and so the problem then comes in is because you're sending out the wrong information then the agencies get that. So you send it out on the 30th, right? You postmarked it on the 30th. So now it's postmarked on time. So then it gets there. And so now they're going through. They may be, I mean, not not exaggerating, three months yes. behind yes. getting through that stack of mail. And so then by the time they actually get your return, see that you've done something wrong, and then send you a notification that it's incorrect, well, First of all, you've been doing it wrong for right. how much longer now? Right. And secondly, you also owe penalties and interest for all of that. Right. Um, and that's exactly what that situation was. So it was just a few months later, and it was like, oh, well, now we have all of these penalties and interest, and it, and it really stacks up. And that was a large company, so it was a significant amount. Wow. Um, and so, and and then not only that, but I mean, like, I helped a guy recently. This this, I mean, within the last two weeks, who was doing his own payroll, and I don't think he was doing anything wrong. It was, I think, he was doing it well. Um, but it was just a lot of work right he was he was spending so much time and he is a computer genius he he, i mean that's his education that's his background and so he had spreadsheets built and all of these things to calculate and cross-reference and i mean it was a beautiful spreadsheet it was still miscalculating incorrectly oh not by a lot but it was a little bit and and so we were able to go in there and kind of fix it um but there was a little bit that he needs to go back on and and kind of fix from before he started with us so i mean it just it really that one wasn't a big deal i don't think that's going to turn into anything but on top of the amount of time that he was wasting on it and he was still like a little bit off (laughs) and he could have just paid you 72 dollars a month and taken care of it yeah 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 and so then in addition to that there's also like the the deduction so we didn't even dive into that and i don't want to dive in too far but like depending on the deductions that you have some things are taxable and not taxable yeah right if you're paying health insurance if you if you have retirement plans if there's any type of benefit like tax advantaged benefits have different taxability rates and you have to calculate for that accordingly and not all health insurance is is um not taxable not all of it is Mm -hmm. and not all retirement plans are not taxable um and so you have to know your differences and you have to know where it goes and you need to know where it displays on the w-2 because there's different boxes and different codes on the w-2 that you have to put in there so depending on what you're offering it can also kind of throw in another bunch and that was one of the things that 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 client of mine had a problem with is he was miscalculating the taxability on some of his benefits so he was taxing one that shouldn't have been and wasn't taxing one that should have been um so you know that takes a little bit of back-end bookkeeping to like figure out and, and swap those right so you know my dad he's the one that taught me bookkeeping originally mm-hmm. um and he's he's not in the accounting field he actually has a masonry business oh. but you know free child labor yeah he's like hey i've got this child that could handle some of this for me right so yeah. that's originally how i started learning how mm-hmm. to do a payroll was yeah. from him okay he was doing it all manually yeah. All manually. So that's how I originally learned how to do payroll. Yeah. Manually. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward, 
right? In my 20s, I'm working in accounting departments. I end up in a national firm. I'm the controller, right? I know a lot more in my, you know, late 20s, early 30s. My dad finally gets to the point where he's irritated because he's been using QuickBooks and he decides it's too expensive. Okay. So he's asking my advice on how he should handle his payroll without having to pay QuickBooks anymore. Yeah. So I show him, because at this point, I, I'm i very quite familiar with the industry you know and what what, what's out yeah. there. So I'm showing him, like, there's all these great products now, super yeah. cheap. Yeah. Like $14 a month, you can get web-based software to help you with your payroll. Yeah. Like, you don't need to pay QuickBooks $600. You, you can do this much cheaper. Exactly. So I'm showing him how to do it, and he's just... It's just too much. Yeah. Like he... Head exploding. Head yeah, exploding. Okay. It's just too much. He yeah. just... You know, he's just used to... He went from doing it all manually to QuickBooks, mm-hmm. and that was quite a leap, mm-hmm. that right there. But finally, he gets to the point, and maybe I'm just not a good teacher. <laughs> he finally gets to the point, I'm just going to do this manually. This is just... I, there's no reason for this. I'm just going to do it. So he's calculating his payroll manually Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he may have since then switched back to QuickBooks. I was going to say, it's, 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 it's just usually such a hassle. Like I feel like most business owners outsource it in one form or another. Well, I don't know. He won't do that. Yeah. He just, you know, some people are just, some people want to be involved, want to do what they feel comfortable with. Yeah. But my brother now is getting to the point where he's about to take over. My dad's thinking about retirement, mm-hmm. and he's starting to pass a lot to my brother. Yeah. He has not passed that over yet. <laughs> he's going to so, hold that one to the last day. And every time I talk to my brother about it, he's like, oh, I still got to go learn all that. I was like, Chris, <laughs> don't do it the way dad's doing it. Don't do it like, learn, yeah. ask questions, nod and smile. But when it comes down to it, it's time for you to take it over. I got you. Yeah. I got resources for you. You did not have to do what yeah, he does. I know people. I know people who can handle this for you. And and you're 100% right because it's just time consuming. Yes. It's so time consuming. Yes. Yeah. And he's watched my dad do it, which is why I think he has so much dread in his heart over having to learn how to do this. I have dread and I'm not even the one that has to go do it. Like, I'm just listening to this going, oh, I can't imagine having to do that. Yes. Yeah. Especially I mean, if you have to pay weekly or something. He does. Which is common for trades. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, But yeah, he's doing all of it. And yeah. he actually prints the checks still. So they all get manual checks. So, yes. One of these I days. It. I love it. One of these days I'm going to call you, Jeffrey. And I'm going to be like, all right, it's my time. brother's in charge. It's time. Here you go. We're passing the mantle. Oh, that's great. The day has come. Oh, the day has come. The day has come. I love it. And his it. employees will finally have direct deposit. Yeah. It'll be like this. What is? What do they call it when the the windows open up and there's this singing angels? The choir. Oh, yeah. The day has come. The day has come. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, your poor dad and your poor brother. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I would not wish that on anyone. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. But it's funny because every time my dad's ever asked me to help with anything now, bookkeeping related, he he ends up just wanting to do it himself. <laughs> like he has a daughter that owns a bookkeeping I was business. Say, like that should definitely be a no brainer. He still insists on doing it himself. Yeah. So yeah, he should be passing this on to you. Yeah, it's it's quite funny. Soon, but soon, no, that'll be it's your never going to happen. Soon, He's sure. about to retire. Well, it's no, not, but then your brother happen. will do. Yeah. It. When yeah. my brother takes over, he'll, he'll probably be like, yeah. here. <laughs> take it. How quickly can you take this? Like? <laughs> exactly. I don't think my brother has any qualms about no. letting go of control of that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Have it, please. I don't want to do this ever again. In fact, don't even say the word QuickBooks to me. It's a trigger now. Just keep it for yourself. Yeah, so anyway. I love it. That's great. Can, you know, what does that say about me? My own dad. Does not even trust his, his bookkeeping to me? I don't I'm, know. I'm sure he'd trust you. It sounds more of a... I mean, because he's choosing that over convenience, for sure. And, like, and, from from a payroll and a bookkeeping perspective. We might have some control issues in our family. I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but I've noticed. Uh, no. 
No, it was something that I had to make a concerted effort to say, I know for my business, I want to scale beyond what I can hold on to. Mm -hmm. And I realized I can only grow so far. It's a very low ceiling Mm -hmm. if I have to keep control of everything. Yeah. So I very intentionally made sure I was not doing that. And you so, only have a certain amount of time in a day, that's right? right? Outside of your other responsibilities, which is different for everyone, but if you have a family or if you have other responsibilities that you have to take care of, then you have less time than those yes. who don't. But even then, you only have so much time in a day. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a hard thing to do because at the end of the day, as the business owner, you're typically the person that can do it the best. Mm-hmm. You're the one that cares the most. Yeah. No one that's doing that is ever going to care as much as you, the business owner. Yeah. So it, it is difficult to yeah. let things go. Yeah, it is. It but is. at the end of the day, ha- that is the only way to grow beyond what you can handle. Honestly, from what I've seen, uh, you know, some of the some of the I mean, it's a reoccurring theme whenever you talk to successful business people or, <laughs> you know, all of those books out there that are about how to grow your business and be <laughs> successful and all of that stuff. The very common theme is, is let experts do what experts yes. are good at. Like if you didn't get into business to be a bookkeeper, then don't be a bookkeeper. Here's what's funny, Jeffrey. I don't even do my own bookkeeping. Yeah, I know. One of my employees handles the book. It's just like another client. Like, I don't even do my own bookkeeping. Yeah. Well, and and that's the point, right? So, like, that's not what you got into business. Well, that is what you got into business to do. But that's not my job. But that's not your priority, right? You're focused on other facets of your business. And and so that's the choice that you make. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, how much am I potentially crippling my potential growth by spending two hours a day doing bookkeeping? Exactly. So when I don't can even do my it. own yeah. and I see the importance of it and I don't even do my own. Yeah. So that says something. Right. That says something. Sure does. So there's that. There's so, that as well. All right. How can people find you if they would like to pay the $72 a month and not worry about any yeah. of this? <laughs> they can give me a call. My number is 214-551-4650 or they can send me an email at jgonzalez at payentry.com. How do you spell Gonzalez? G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S. Yeah, you need to put that in there because there's like 15 ways to spell your name. There is 15 ways to spell my name. And there's also like 15,000 Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Gonzalez's. Have you Googled <laughs> me before? Like there's, a, there's tons of them. I am not even close to being the most important one. Yeah. Well, rest assured, you're my favorite. Oh, thank you. You're my favorite Jeffrey thank Gonzalez. You, And I'm Lindsay Klein with Sekline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. If you need help with your bookkeeping, not payroll, that's Jeffrey, but everything else related to bookkeeping, give us a call. We'd love to help. Until next time, thanks for joining us, everyone. By the Books is presented by Sekline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Sekline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit Sekline.com or email info at Sekline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.